All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You're watching Leafs Morning Tea with host Nick Alberta and former NHLer Jay Rosehill. The show starts now. What is good, my friends? It's the Monday edition of Leafs Morning Take presented by Botano. It's Nick Alberga and Jay Rosa with you. What's going on, Rosie? How are you, buddy? What's happening, man? Just doing the holiday season schedule. And man, there's a lot of stuff going on. Lots happening. Um, I won't lie as well. I've been pretty much erect since Saturday's game. Like it Holy hasn't stopped. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. that wasn't just a flash in the pan. Oh, they'll blow the next one. Don't worry, they got Columbus coming up next week. It means nothing. Like you were you were fired up. Very fired up because Kyle Dubas and Jason Spetz are in the building. By the way, they play Columbus on Saturday, so that should be a lot of fun. Revenge narrative on the other other side of things, isn't it? Smart, smart case. But uh, nevertheless, a lot to talk about on today's show. Obviously, the big-time victory over the weekend. So many positives to grab. From a 7-0 victory against the Pittsburgh Penguins, we'll talk about the upcoming week, the holiday season, Timothy Lilligren's back in the mix. It's a, it's positive times in Leafs Nation, which again is uh, kind of fascinating considering what transpired last Thursday, right? Yeah, I'm almost of the nature where like, like yeah, Saturday was unreal, like convincing, dominant, gross, gross beatdown of, you know, what you still consider to be a pretty... I know they're not struggling, but I mean, it's still the Pittsburgh Penguins, you know, and uh, to put that down was pretty wicked, but I still had this just nagging gross feeling of, of coming up and starting a game and going down five Cobb to Columbus. Like I just can't handle 
the swings, man, with this outfit. Like, what is it? But yeah, like you said, it's a positive deal that we're in right now. So ride the wave while it's here, baby. Yeah, we're going to ride that positive wave. And speaking of which, so coming back from the flu, Matthew Nice, have yourself a start, dude. The guy was fantastic. We're going to talk about that line in general, but his first NHL fight and who better to break it down but you. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty wicked, man. I, at first, I didn't even see the Domi getting whacked in the mouth there. Domi gets whacked, and Nizy goes right over and just starts doing his thing in the corner. Like, he's a big, strong kid, and he just starts working this prick over in the corner. The guy doesn't like it, and away they go. And does Nizy start off with some left-handers there, too? My goodness, this kid. I mean, speaking of being a wreck, this kid just is all the right things, man. I love him. He's well, he's if, like I said, if I'm going to get a Jersey Leafs Jersey, it's uh, it's going to be a nice guy Jersey without question. I love it. Gordy. Leadership personified. I don't, we, we don't have the entire fight there, but he threw a couple um, hung in there for sure. I mean, Ludwig's a guy who has thrown before in this league. And I think it just does so much. Like, I think you see Domi's face after that scrap. You look at some of the other guys on the ice, you're like, man, this guy's cooking. Like, he didn't have to fight. He didn't have to respond. Um, the fact that he was coming off the flu, too, like, to get involved that quickly and asserted yourself right into that game in a big-time game for your franchise, and that's how you respond, I think goes a long way in the room. I mean, you can speak more to that, but I was really, really impressed with his start and the way he played in general in that game. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, top to bottom, the whole team was buzzing, no question, but there's some guys that stood out for sure. And yeah, Nizy's got it all, man. Like, uh, I mean, I've said it before. I think this kid's going to be with the Leafs for a long time. I think he has potential to be the future captain of the Maple Leafs down the road, but he does so many of the right things. And when he's chipping in with that stuff, I mean, this the kind of stuff that the Leafs just don't seem to have in spades. It's not really their identity. And it's frustrating sometimes that they, they don't understand that part of the game, but to get in there and have a little F you go on a chip on his shoulder to work a guy over in the corner after he didn't like what, what he saw. The guy doesn't like it either. All right. You want to take this as far as you want. I'm here. Shed your shit and away you go and then pick up and just keep doing what you're doing. It's just that stuff's so contagious, man. I I love it. Well done, Nizy. Uh, bring on the team spirit. Unleash your inner MVP with the game-changing varsity collection from Nation Gear. Embrace the winning spirit by repping your favorite team with pride. Shop the varsity collection and more at nationgear.ca. That's nationgear.ca. Again, we're a week away from Christmas, which is Pretty crazy as well. But at the Leafs Nation 401, where you can subscribe here on YouTube. If you're watching right now, hit us with a like, a subscribe. Uh, Leafs Morning Take, wherever you find your podcast. Make sure to leave us a review and all that stuff. And appreciate all that you guys have done for us over the first year and a half of this podcast. As we roll into the appetizer brought to you by DoorDash, it's time for a limited time. Our listeners can get 25% off of the $10 in value and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app, enter code NATION25. That's code NATION25 for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Offer valid in Canada, subject to change. Terms apply. And by far, Rosie, the biggest story for me, you don't have Austin Matthews. You don't have TJ Brody. And that's the type of performance you put forward. Like that, that, that was impressive stuff on Saturday, wasn't it? I know, and this team seems to do better with adversity once again than they do when they've got, you know, everything in their basket, which is odd, but uh, it it is better than the alternative where when you're given gifts, you can do something with it, but any anything else, you absolutely crumble. So it's odd. I don't, it's a head scratcher, but it's certainly better than the alternative. And yeah, there's reason for these guys to not have it tonight. 
Um, you know, you got one of your your mainstays on the back end out. You got your best player, one of the best players in the world not playing. Reason for the offense to be a little drier, and it just goes the complete opposite way, man. It's uh, it's good to see, but yeah, just a head scratcher, dude. Like, you should go... Mm-hmm. That, that should have been the story against Columbus. Smash them. Then you got guys out, and guys have the flu, and there's a bug, and you got your third string in, and then that would be a reason to maybe... yeah have an absolute swamper against Pittsburgh, but it's the polar opposite. So I can't think of anything else to say except for, yeah, it's a head scratcher. I don't know why that is. They seem to rise to the occasion, but again, with injuries and guys out, this team still seems to be able to find a way to get it done. They like it when their backs against the wall and they they're facing adversity for some reason. And hell, like I said, it's, it's better than the alternative. So we'll take it, man. It was a convincing win for a lot of different reasons. Yeah, I think the word you're looking for is confusing, and I'm right there with you. I just, uh, I do not understand how that is possible where you play a team like Columbus, you're down five Cobb, you mount a crazy comeback. Then you come out, you don't have Matthews, you don't have Brody, some guys are coming back from injury. Like you're not the same team, clearly. And then all of a sudden, you pour seven unanswered goals on a Pittsburgh Penguins team that is entirely in need of a victory. Like it just, it makes no sense. And you know, the crazy thing for me is that they stumbled upon this trio and Granted, small sample size, but Nyes, Domi, and Marner, and obviously the reunion from the London Knights day is with, with Domi and Marner, but dude, they they were fantastic. Seven points, three goals in that trio. Is that something you want to see a bit of uh, more over the next couple of games, regardless if Matthews comes back tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, the whole reason this Keefe guy loves to jumble the lines, you would think, is because he's trying to find something. He's trying to find that synergy and the chemistry where every once in a while you put a, a group of guys together, a line, and holy smokes, they're just they just complement each other and they're they're doing the same things out there that leads to to chances. And that's exactly what that was with those three. I mean, I really noticed Domi being effective and He's not trying and trying and working against the grain and and fighting it all the time. He's he's got it and he's he's involved in 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 things that are producing what he's trying to do. He's not it's not he's not fighting an uphill battle out there. I really noticed him and whether that's playing with those two guys or not. I mean, anyone that goes with Mitch Marner, you know, you're going to get, you know, your chances and he's going to find some open nets and you get him in there and you think he's probably going to finish. So it's just a lot of good things going on. And Nisey's just solid as could be. And and then when you go through a lineup change and then Bertuzzi gets out there with them, he seems to have a little bit of it with them as well and getting involved. So it's a nice change. I would, I mean, it's weird having Austin Matthews come back and it's like, oh man, is he going to wreck our lineup? <laughs> like, okay. But I think he's got to find a way to sneak him back in and keep those three together. I'd be very surprised if he broke him up. And again, if you remember back to training camp, it was like they wanted to spread the wealth. That's why they had Nylander as the 3C for a cup of tea there for a couple of weeks in training camp. And uh, this gives you the potential to potentially do that. Um, I know it's a weird wording, but like it is one game. You have to be careful with that. But from what I saw from that line, like I mentioned, Nyes, the Gordiao hat trick, the guy was everywhere. Very, very fast, like a very modern day line, I think, when you look at it. But then you look at like Nye specifically can play that power forward game. Like he's such a throwback player. I think the way he plays at uh, Domi utilizing his speed is a different player. I think he's been very, very stable and solid and uh, really good as of late. And then Marner's Marner. Like he's a prototypical star player in this league. It, it feels like every player on that line brings a bit of a d- different dynamic. And on top of that, 
again, uh, Domi and Marner played a lot together in junior hockey. And to reunite those guys, I think you have to give it a serious look. I mean, a lot of people have that conversation when Domi signed in Toronto. Are we going to see a reunion? Well, we saw it. Small portion, but damn, they look good. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, with the way they are not afraid to mix the lines up. It's surprised we haven't seen more of it and True. and uh, given it more of a look. But it definitely came to fruition that night. And, you know, I like to see a little bit of jam on every single line, like a little bit, you know, of ability to get in the corner and and get that puck back. And Nisey can absolutely do that. I think Domi can do it. Um, I'd like to see him do it more, like play with a little grit, just lead with your chin a little bit. And, you know, Marner's not going to do that stuff. He doesn't really have to, but he's there with you as your your big poppy on the side of the line there. I guess the wrong guy's big poppy, but he's like the dad on the line who's the star player. And those guys go to work, do their thing and create turnovers, create puck possession and get it to Marner or else get open when Marner's got it. And I mean, it just seemed to really be working. And like you say, those guys have got some grit. Nizy's power forward. He can get in the corners and and bang. I want to see Domi do a little more of that. And then if anything happens to Marner out there, those guys can jump in and stick up for him too. And you know, Nizy proves he's got that ability. I like. I've been keep preaching. I want to see more of that out of Domi this year. I know he's mm-hmm. not his dad or anything like that, but I remember when he came into the league, he played with a hell of a lot more edge. And I just think that if you're fighting anything um, offensively or puck driven wise or or playmaking wise, if you're playing with that edge and getting your nose in there. I think that just leads to other things and you can always rely on that to be effective in one way or another. And that that'll that'll help you out with your confidence and to get that puck back and to be making plays. And it's just an all around better player to be playing that way. And if they're alongside Marner, like what a deadly lineup. Oh, for sure. And and all I could think about during, you know, watching that game was like the snot, piss and vinegar, the infamous line from Mitch Marner in training camp. And Maybe it's sheer coincidence the team they were playing is that's how I think everybody expected the Leafs to look, at least Brad Tree living in terms of the way they played with pace and substance and pugnacity, like whatever truculent word you want to use to describe this team. They played with edge, Rosie. Like I again, it's one game and it's so important to preface that, but I'd love to see a bigger, longer sample size of that type of effort where they brought they brought that game to Pittsburgh from puck drop. It's like our we're we're fucking winning this game. And I think watching the edge, the bite, it started with the scrums in the first couple minutes of that game. Benoit got into it, Nisey with the scrap early on. It set the tone for the entire game. Is that sustainable over 82? Probably not. But I think that's the type of recipe you need to win in the Stanley Cup playoffs. 100%. That's the team we thought they built. I mean, Tree Living yeah. knew this team was too soft. This team gets pushed around. They're not built for playoff competition. So he he juiced them up a little bit and bolstered them a bit. and. Uh, you know, that's what we want. That's what we expected. You know, we want Bertuzzi to play with that edge that he plays with. He's got that ability to just kind of be like a spotlight on him all game long. And it hasn't really happened this year. Domi, same thing. We know what uh, what Nisey's kind of capable of, and he's coming into his own for sure. But you look down at that fourth line, those are all guys that started in the minors, you know. And did, did they bring that jam to it, that that youthful like energy? Like, you know, when you're getting a chance in the NHL, these guys are just chomping at the bit. You know, every shift they're saying, okay, we got to make something of this. And they go out there guns blazing with tons of energy like that could rub off on guys too, rather than the old Columbus look of, I don't know, we'll just kind of come out and go for a twirl, see what happens. And all of a sudden, holy smokes, this is the National League. I mean, any team can bury five on you. And, you know, it's the opposite of that. And, and why those reasons are, it's probably a combination of things. But like you said, you look down that lineup and a lot of the things that we wanted to see out of this group 
in the offseason showed up there and look at the results. So I hope they're taking notes and saying, holy smokes, is is this what we're supposed to be? Is this what we want to be? Well, if that's what it takes, I think we can do that every night. And holy smokes, are we going to be hard to beat if we actually play the right kind of hockey? Of course, the real qualifier is like, what do they look like against the Rangers on home ice on Tuesday night? So yeah, the Columbus game, yeah, the Pittsburgh game, two crazy differences. And then you have like a New York Rangers team second time in a week. And I think that's the 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 polar fascination with this team. You never know what you're going to get. Like it's a mixed bag. Know, that's the frustration, right? Yeah. This, they're capable of being that good, but they always seem to find a way to show these flashes of brilliance where you're like, oh my God, can you just be a sustainable team that's a little bit more, um, a little more complete and that does things a little bit more, can't think of the goddamn word, but like more consistently, a more consistent team, more reliable. Like, can you show up and show your identity more often like this? Like exactly what you just said Mm -hmm. from the, the previous game against Columbus to this past game against the Penguins are not even on the same fucking planet, man. They're that far apart. And as great as it is to have that Pittsburgh game, you got to wonder, go, what the hell is that Columbus game? Like, what is it about this group that, that can just be on different planets and, to accept the fact that the way you have to play is the Saturday night way that leads to a seven, nothing victory. They're not all going to be seven, nothing victories, but my God, are you a complete wonderful looking team when you play that way with all the guns blazing and covering all the gamut, the whole spectrum of what needs to happen in a good hockey team from the back to the front, to the defensive side of the offensive side, like get that going all the time. And that's going to be your result more often than not. You've got to figure out what it is that, uh, that, puts you in that Columbus mode and you've got to get it out of your game. Yeah. It's like a trance, like watching a zombie movie, man. It makes no sense. And again, uh, just like you, that was how I left Saturday's game. I'm like, well, they won seven, nothing, but I still saw the very same team, pretty much excluding Austin Matthews shit, the proverbial bet against Columbus. It's funny. I was at beer league hockey on Sunday. A guy on my team was at that Columbus game and he left at the second intermission. He's like enough of this shit. He left. And Obviously, oh. couldn't get back in the building. That's a uh, that's a tough tough look when your fans are leaving that pay good 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 money to go watch and leave. But silly him, I mean, he knows what this team is. He, I mean, <laughs> Willie said we're nowhere capable of getting five. Well, why the hell would you ever think you need to be in that position to do it? But they got there, and then they decided to turn it on and get five. But the guy can't. Why can't he get back in the building with a bloody ticket? They got new rules out there, man. Like, uh, I remember even dating back to like the smoking era. Like that's when everything changed. Like you can't get, you can't reenter. They don't want people smoke. I don't know what the whole story is, but once you leave, you ain't coming back in. Speaking of which, uh, you called this by the way, on Friday's show. Um, I was obviously doing a live count on Kyle Dubas, Jason Spezza reaction, ISO shots. I think we landed about five or six on that front, but no acknowledgement whatsoever. And I get it. Like, like, Dubas was fired. Spezza quit, but no acknowledgement. Like it was like these guys didn't exist, man. I thought it was perfect. I won't lie. Good. I don't. I just don't really. I don't see why you'd acknowledge a past general manager who got fired. Like, what's all? What are you talking about? Like every time. What about a guy that's been in the fucking league for like fifteen years? Every time he goes on a thing, he's got to do a big stand up and wait. Like, what are you talking about? That's just dumb. So I'm glad they didn't. They got it right. 
He's already been in the building this year, hasn't he? I don't think so. No, or we went to Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah, who gives a shit? That's dumb. I don't. I just yeah. Show him on the TV. Show his reaction. Oh yeah, I remember him. Great. But as far as a public, you know, stoppage of play, let's all clap for him for what? I don't get that. I'm glad. Yeah, but my my counter rebuttal to that would be that we're at a point where we're like fourth line wingers are getting video tributes. Like Michael Bunting's coming back in a couple of weeks, and you know he's getting a video tribute. So. This obviously was a bit of a different circumstance because the guy was canned and the way it ended with Shanahan. Like, I'm sure there was no sushi dinners or anything happening on Friday night. It wasn't kumbaya for these guys. No tummy sticks. So did you think it's dumb when they do every fourth liners for oh, video tribute? It's so dumb. I well, think then why would you want to go the other way? Like, your rebuttal is, yeah, I agree. And I, I don't want to see the fourth line bullshit either. Like, no, I do don't. For special players. No, that's exactly it, man. I, I've been on on record for years saying this like it's it's getting out of hand like i think dennis malgan got like a fucking little video like you're wasting your day out of your your media department and make one of these goddamn videos like we don't need it all i think the it, it originated from like hey marquee player returns to town it's like john tavares going back to long island i get that video tribute but like for your fourth liner i get it the guy was great for the room blah 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 i do i don't need it i really don't it's just where's the line? The the exactly the promo team's gonna sit there and go, well, they really like it when we showcase X players. So uh, what about this guy and the true. person doing it? You're just like, I don't know, like I think someone's gotta take the reins and be like, Hey, what's the cutoff line for doing this? But on the other hand, it doesn't hurt anyone, doesn't hurt anything. Um, some people might like it to sure. wave and a smile, whatever. It's not the end of the world, it just kind of makes you chuckle how we're going down the line to the point where we're getting like X assistant to the GM. Fuck. What? Okay. So I would have gone full heel and I would have popped that on the screen in the third period. One of seven Cobb Leafs. Welcome back, Kyle and Jason. That would actually be cool. (laughs) Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming and put a ISO on them. Seven Cobb and see if they even react. It would have been, it would be unreal to see their reaction that would have been a lot cooler than anything else they did didn't do we often talk like the whole like saying that's so leafs that was so leafs on saturday in my wildest dream wildest dreams i could never have forecasted them to come out that way against kyle dubas this pittsburgh penguins in his return i don't know if money was on the board but to win that game in convincing fashion the way they did without austin like seven nothing think about how difficult that is it reminded me last year when i was in the building against Anaheim where they torched the Anaheim Ducks. Like every shot went in. Um, And then on top of that, Martin Jones gets a 38 save shadow. Like that's another prevailing story. It's like Ilya Samsonov. I mean, this guy's finished, dude. (laughs) Right now he just looks like he's not the man, but things change, man. I mean, we were saying at the beginning, oh my God, fucking Martin Jones. Are you kidding me? Like, well, this guy's going to come and have any effect on anything. Like where, where's he been? Crazy, right? Look at his numbers in the minors. Like, stranger things happen, man. The guy, you need a guy. That's why he's there because maybe he'll find something. I mean, just all these stories and storylines, if you pick them up as they're happening, sure, it's easy. But when you step back and say, well, anything's kind of possible. This guy could come up and step out. This guy could get hurt. This guy could not have it this year when you expect it. This guy could come out of nowhere and earn X, Y, Z. It's all good. But, I mean, you do look at, at Jonesy and it's like, 29 shutouts like you know how many guys in the history of the nhl have like pushing 30 got like 30 shutouts that's a ton man like that's Mm -hmm. way up there in the top like 
I think I even look, I think it's like the top 30 in history or something like that. Only 30 guys or something have like 29, 30 shutouts. Unbelievable. And you know, you, you step back and you go, all right, let's go look at this guy. And like, he's got a pretty, pretty nice resume, lots of experience. He's been the guy before, like, and he's relying on that right now. And when we're putting him in, he's looking pretty damn solid. So obviously the team's playing in front of him, but it takes two to tango and he just looks very solid. And again, we're very happy to have him. And we're lucky that, you know, tree living thought far enough ahead that we might need a guy. And we did, and he got him and he protected him with some nifty contract work too, at the beginning of the season. So all things point to a, a really good signing and he's paying off right now. It is such a volatile position. The crease, like it's, it makes no sense. Like a guy can be fucking incredible one year, the next year he could be dog shit in the AHL. And that's why, you know, I start to wonder what Vegas did last year with Aiden Hill. Like, why would you pay? One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. A goalie. Like, why would you give a goalie 10 million bucks when we see how volatile these guys are? Where, like, Martin Jones has come out of nowhere, make like league men and steal win after win after win. I understand the playoffs are a different ball game, but I think you've seen what's happened the last couple of years with Bennington and others, where it's like you, you catch a hot hand and you can do some big things with a hot hand. Yeah, true. But you live and die with that position, which is why they're so valuable. But yeah, guys can fall off the map. I mean, you think of what Vasilevsky's done with these guys and what Bobrovsky helped them do last year and all these different stories. And yeah, guy, it doesn't matter who it is, whoever's in that position, if they get hotter than hell, they're going to take you deep. And, you know, there's nothing better for a team than having a goalie that just turns everything away. That's just so reliable, gives you so much confidence, bails you out of so many jams, keeps your momentum going through an entire 60 minutes. It's, it's huge to have. And I mean, the moral of the story is it can happen to anybody. Um, but I mean, if you're trying to force it, that's why guys get paid. Cause it's like, if we just have a goaltender, we can win it all. And they'll go do backwards somersaults trying to get that guy in between their pipes any team would you go back to jones on tuesday though right i think so why not keep it going roll the hot hand and 
I know I've been saying all year, Sammy's not going to climb out of a funk unless he's playing. He's got to, and you, you, you think he, I mean, one step forward, two step back, you might say, but he's yeah. had times where it's like, shit, yeah, that's what we're looking for, Sammy. You're finding it, but he's just, he's not putting the blocks together where all of a sudden I have a foundation of, okay, now I'm back. I, I This is who I am. This is how I'm playing. This is what I do. He's still falling back into those crevices once in a while. And I think he's going to, you know, he's never going to get out of that. How am I playing? Where's my game at? Where's my head at? Where's my confidence at? Unless he gets into games and plays well. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. But yeah, I mean, there's two of them right now. Still waiting for Wolsey to come back. I think you try to see what you have and in Jones and see if he can sustain this and, and keep rattling off some wins. And and then hopefully he does. But then you're going to have problems on your hand. Like, who is your guy and who do you keep? It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I did some digging, by the way, on the whole Jones conundrum. I believe it's 30 days or like nine appearances. So that's something to monitor mm. in terms of him having to go on waivers. Uh, because we we have seen some teams in this league go with three goaltenders. I just don't know if Toronto can do it for cap reasons. Can they house three goaltenders on their roster? Like, I just don't think they can do it, you know? Yeah, it's they don't have the luxury of that with their yeah. cap. So I'll see what they do. Maybe you go to Sam. Maybe you try to play Sammy against a weaker team. Try to get him some confidence. Try to get him a win. See if you can roll with him again. Not that you want to shove Jonesy out of the way. He deserves to play. But I don't know. You're going to have to be strategic on it. There's no answer because we don't know how the game's going to go or how they're going to play. But uh, I don't know. It's probably just going to be a coin flip. Who do we go with? Hard to say. I mean, the one guy it's just tough because it's, it's your third string playing the best. Right. And you yeah. can't keep him forever. Yeah. And you got a nine game. Like how many more games does he have left? Does he have like six left until oh my God, yeah. yeah, it's not ideal. So yeah, they're going to have to figure that out. I, uh, I don't know right now though, you feel more comfortable with Jones and net and you feel more, what yeah. are we going to get with Sammy? But I like when I see Sammy's name on the starting paper, because I want him to get a chance to find his way and to find his confidence and get his game back and get back rolling where this big slump or whatever from the beginning of the season up until Christmas can be a thing of the past. Like, oh, yeah, I remember when Sammy was struggling and I want to be able to move on from that and see him come back and, and get to form. Yeah, it'd be great to see, have you know, have them three goalies that, you know, you can believe in at the NHL level, regardless of the time of year. But that's certainly uh, something to monitor over the next couple of weeks and month, maybe. Uh, dating to a possible return for Joseph Wall. But uh, Martin Jones has been uh, a hot story lately for this team. And I wouldn't be shocked again if he goes on Tuesday against the New York Rangers at Scotiabank Arena. It was great to see Timothy Lilligren uh, back in the mix. And I should say this segment is brought to you by Charm Diamond Centers. Get a custom ring building delivered in less than four weeks with the Charm Masterpiece Program and unbeatable pricing policy. The holidays are here. So I'd say it's the perfect time to check out a large selection of Canadian lab-grown diamonds. Mine diamonds and don't pay until 2025 with their instant in-store financing OAC. For more information, go to CharmDiamondCenters.com. That's CharmDiamondCenters.com. So Lilligren misses 17, Rosie. High ankle sprain, same injury um, as Joseph Wall. Played 2022, had six blocks. I'm starting to feel like we take Timothy Lilligren for granted a bit in this market. I, I thought he was very solid. For the most part, he is solid. Every guy makes their mistakes and gas defensively, but Lilligren, I thought, looked good in his return, obviously. Yeah, for sure. 20 minutes, you know, 17 games. That went by pretty quick, but man, that's a that's a healthy chunk of time to miss. He's gonna be gonna be a little bit uh rusty, some cobwebs, gotta get his timing back, gotta test that ankle out. It doesn't matter what you do behind the scenes, it's nothing like being in a in a game situation. So that's always like the big test is getting thrown back into a game. Yeah, he looks solid. Yeah, he can be. He's a guy that we missed the last 17 games and 
yeah, he's probably a guy that we take for granted. Is he a superstar all-star? No, but he's one of those guys that you, you got to put out there at certain numbers and certain times and he's got to do his job and he's capable of doing that. So it's nice to have him back for sure. Um, you know, again, that back end just needs to be surrounded with a little bit more. And mm-hmm. if we can get that on the roster, I think that everyone else kind of f- files falls into their place. And then it starts to look, holy shit, this, this back end for the heat they've taken is actually quite solid, but you can't be asking, you know, first, second, third type of a role, you know, production out of a guy that's just not that guy. So again, put the right pieces in place and, and shore up that back end. All of a sudden the guys are doing the job they're meant to do and it can look a hell of a lot better, but it's nice to have Lily back for sure. He helps with that. It is. Uh, I still have a suspicion if, if they do go now, we know they're going to add somebody like, I think Lilligren could very easily be in a deal. Like mm-hmm. I, I think when you're looking at the depth chart, like somebody's going to have to go to make it work, you know, not only cap wise, but depth wise. And, I think teams will look at Lilligren and be like, you know what? He makes a lot of sense. I think um, there's potential there still with the player. And I think he's a guy the least would probably move on from. Like, I think at this point, we know Lilligren is. I think the expectation is that he could sneak into a guy who's a one to three, but I think he's more of a three to six. So would you deal Lilligren to get an upgrade? Well, it's not going to be for free, right? I don't know what you're going to have to give up. Um like we're just talking about him being solid and having it nice to to have him back. And we're trying to add to our back end. And I mean, yeah, it's not free. If, if it, 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 you just have to, you just have to weigh the options. Are we better making this deal? And, and you want to feel like you can, you know, give someone something that they need kind of desperately that you're not desperate for right now and get something that they're, they're not going to use like a rental or something that you're desperately looking for. That's that D man, make the deal. And if Lily's involved in that, fine. I mean, you got to, you got to open up holes to have these new guys play somewhere. But yeah, I would, I would rather have guys that are, I don't know. Like I said, if we can get those, a stud D men or two, obviously guys got to move out, but I just think that what we have all of a sudden looks so much, so much more, you know, solid and, and has so much more upside of it. Cause you got guys in the right places that aren't, aren't being expected to do different things. And if that's Lily down in, you know, that, uh, that, that two, three or four spot, so be it if he has to get moved out to make a guy then we'll make it work but yeah again i don't think he can be picky you got to look at it and just say does this make our our team look better yeah definitely and i don't know about you like in my head if i'm picturing a roster that wins a stanley cup for the toronto maple leafs lilligren's five six for me if he's in three four i am not winning the cup i don't know if you feel the same way yeah and and then so i'm so I'm saying that you got to shore up your front, get your big yeah. boys going. And then Lily looks really good in a five, six role, but he does not look sure. good in a two, three role. And it's because it's, it's expectations, right? Like you're not going to yeah. put, you know, you're not going to put um, like yarn croak as your one, as your number one forward on the first line. Like it's not sustainable to win the cup. He's so much better with different, you got to use guys for their strengths and, and trying to ask, especially on the defensive position, these guys to be these two, three, four guys, and they're not those guys. We need those guys on the team, but it, we don't have them. So having expecting them and asking them to do so much more, that's, I mean, where this team has no doubt it's it's Achilles heel, and they need to shore yeah. that up if they're serious about going deep in the playoffs. Yeah, just speculation on my part, but like, for example, if they go and get a Tana from Calgary, I think Lilligren's a guy who makes a lot of sense to be in that deal. Um, I just yeah, think yeah. they're looking to upgrade from a Lilligren, and so that would make perfect sense, and I would assume they're going to bring in at least one defenseman. Clearly, it's a top four guy, and I think depth is the name of the game, but 
again, to, to, to get, you got to give and salary cap wise, it's got to work. And I just think Lilligren's a guy that you, you, you buff up as much as you can between now and the deadline. Hopefully, hopefully there's a suitor out there that's interested in, uh, he's a guy I'd be way more open to, to dealing right now, as opposed to obviously some of the prospects. Like I think it, it's, it's like a try. Uh, it's like a Rasmus Sandin conversation, right? Like I know initially people were pissed off beyond belief, but like has Sandin done anything this year where you're like, Oh my God, what did the Leafs do? What did Kyle Dubas do? Like he's a good defenseman, but I think unless these guys have some revolting, like ridiculous year where it's like they came out of nowhere and they turn into a bona fide stud. I just don't see it with, with Sandin. I don't see it with Lilligren. Yeah. And I mean, you have to give, I mean, nothing's free. You can't just give a, a wheelbarrow full of dog shit for a top four, top two defenseman. It just doesn't work like that. You have to give something up and, you know, something that you're willing to trade on, willing to deal on, willing to go without that someone else needs. It's just that's why it's hard to get a deal done. And but the but the thing to me is I know Tree Living's going to have his nose in there. He's going to be working the phones. He's going to have his, his finger on the pulse and know what's going on out there. And I just I trust in Tree Living. I think he's yeah. he's going to be really good in, in making deals. And if there's something out there that works, he'll find it. It's a fun chat right now, uh, right now in our chat. And we appreciate everybody at the Leafs Nation 401. Some in agreement with what I'm saying. Some saying, no, there's no way you can give up a Lilligren and a deal for like a 33-year-old defenseman. I get that. But I'm under the belief if they do get Tanev, like it's not just like a balance of the season type thing. I think he signs an extension with the Leafs. So that maybe uh, is a bit of a different look. But I think what I'm getting at is I would use Lilligren to get an upgrade. I do think at this point in time, Tanev is an upgrade. You're in a pocket. You're in a window where you're trying to win a Stanley Cup right now. So I'm just very intrigued to see like everybody wants an upgrade, but what are they going to give up? They don't have a second round pick this year. Um, you know, I don't know if Tanev's worth a first round pick. Like there's so many moving parts, but I think we have to start thinking that way as we get closer and closer to the trade deadline is like, who could be a trade ship that leaves Toronto, if that makes sense. Yeah. You got to figure out who you're willing to get and who you're dealing with and what they want. Are they, are they interested in some of these prospects we've talked about? We've talked about like Minton and for Adrian, some of these guys coming up and like Robertson, like if someone could give him another chance and use them effectively guys that have teams that have maybe traded away their prospects or their picks in the background, they're looking pretty thin in their pipeline like those could help but you don't just pick Tanev up for nothing and, and yeah. or anyone like Tanev so yeah man it's it's going to be difficult and whatever the hell you trade away it's going to be something of value or you're not going to get anything of value back so I mean it's silly yeah. to go oh my gosh I could never part with him it's like well then you got what you got then you're not you're not going to be a person involved in the trade but it, you just you don't get anything for nothing a lot of people in the chat are not big Chris Tanev people and uh, understandably so like he does get hurt a lot, but he's also the type of guy that you need to, uh, I think at least have success in the Stanley cup playoffs. Like I'm just spitballing his name. I think they're going to be linked to some other guys' names. I think another team that would fascinate the hell out of me is like the Ottawa senators, dude, they're, they're a fucking tire fire. They're so bad. And I think you look at some of the defensemen on that back end, like namely like a Jacob Chikrin's a year away from UFA. If he somehow comes available where he's like, I'm not re-signing in Ottawa, I think they have a decision to make there. And obviously it's going to be a heftier price tag uh, if he were to be made available. But like there's so many moving parts. A lot can change as we get closer and closer, I believe, to the March 8th trade deadline. So tis the season. We got a lot cooking, by the way, here, podcast front. We should mention... We're putting together a uh, holiday episode, the first ever. So it's going to be Rosie. Uh, Carter Hutton's going to be in the mix. Anthony Stewart and yours truly. We're going to do a bit of a roundtable. 
And I want to prompt those of you listening right now for questions. Um, this is how you can give us questions. Anything you want these guys to answer, um, whether it's like holiday related or their time, you know, namely Rosie's time as a Maple Leaf, like anything you want to ask, leafsmorningtake22 at gmail.com. Leafsmorningtake22 at gmail.com is where you can email that question and uh, I will handpick them uh, specifically and we'll see if you guys can answer some of those on the pod coming up. That will be released the holiday time next weekend. Uh, Leafs Morning Take 22 at gmail.com for your questions for Rosie. Hutz, Nothing's Stewie. off the table. Nothing's Nothing. off the table. Very well said. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the holiday season. Like, obviously, I-, I really appreciate humanizing the situation. I think you do forget sometimes you lose sight as a media member or as a fan. Like, these are humans. Is it just hectic beyond belief? Like, who does the holiday shopping? Shit like that, man. <laughs> Nah, not really. I mean, no. it's 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 just shitty because everyone else is getting all this time off and everyone else is going flying here and there oh, and going a to the party this. now. It, you, yeah, you don't get it. I mean, I remember when we got like, you know, three days off and you know, while all those people are off and have time for leisure, they might want to watch some hockey. So, you know, you're usually the one playing and you're entertaining the people who are off. You don't really get that break so and we get all-star break which is shortly after christmas you know usually which is always seems like a longer um break than than the christmas one but there was Mm -hmm. a couple times there where i'm quite a bit younger you'll i'll fly back home and just you know waste the time and money just just to get home to get a tiny break but you only have like three four days two of them are flying so yeah it's not you usually go to a friend's house someone will you know, order in a turkey or someone will cook up a big meal. You go to someone's house and there's a bunch of teammates around and you have the eggnog and get the sweaters going and stuff. And it's fun. You try to do it. But when you're playing hockey professionally, living abroad, it's, it's not, it doesn't really feel like Christmas for the team. Fair enough. Yeah. I just always wondered from that aspect, but you're right. Like it is a, I always wondered about that. Like, let's say you have a family cross country. Like that is a quick turnaround to go see them for like what two days and you got to spend a day of travel back. Like uh, it could happen quickly. Right. And I think the NHL is still the same way. I know for a fact, it's the 24th, 25th, 26th, the Leafs come back on the 27th. So that's a quick turnaround. Yeah. There's tons of tons and tons of guys, tons and tons of years that don't see their families on, uh, on really? Christmas time. Just the way it is. Yeah. You just, guys can't the fly. Europeans for sure. hundred percent. The Europeans yeah. you're playing down in Florida and your family's all in Vancouver. Like, it's tough, tough to do that. You got to, you know, you got to puddle jump through O'Hare airport and they've got a huge snowstorm and you get delayed and then you're just like, mm-hmm. fuck this. And it doesn't even become a break. You don't even feel relaxed. It's stressful. You didn't get any rest. Like then it's not very good. So you do that once you learn from it and you're like, well, I'm staying put. So-and-so is having people over to his house. We're going to do that. And like I said, it just doesn't really feel like Christmas because you're not with your family with that extended period of time off doing all the traditions that uh, make it special. But hey, the worst things in the world. I was going to ask you like a holiday story, but we're going to we're going to keep the holiday banter for the uh, holiday podcast that we're going to uh, unveil. And I got to hear some you got to have at least like one castle story or enough story from like a holiday party that you can share, right? I'll go into the archives and dig something out. I'll have to I'll have to think on it, but um, I'll come up with something. Yeah, nice preview for the podcast. So that's coming up uh, once again, just to put it out there in case you missed it. Leafs Morning Take 22 at gmail.com for your questions. And as Rosie alluded to, 
ask whatever you so please. It's a holiday podcast. We're going to have some fun with it. And I think the first time ever, it's going to be us four together on the same pod, eh? Yeah, it will be for sure. The first time ever by far. So it'll be fun. We'll, uh, I'm planning on having a little drinky poo in my hand and uh, we'll see what comes of it. It should be fun though. Going to let it eat. We're going to let it eat for sure. Speaking of letting it eat, I, I, I couldn't believe I haven't mentioned this by yet, but like Willie Nylander's on pace for 117 points, man. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot of points, man. It just, I don't know. It's, it's been a great story. Him and Matthews are just like, you look at their numbers and you're just like, what, dude? Like, you guys are just out of control. It's it's fun to watch. And, uh, you know, last year I preached, maybe at this year too, like, enjoy it while it's here. You don't always have a team that has this much firepower. Like, we just blew the fucking doors off the Penguins last game. And, yeah, yeah. this team's not perfect, but enjoy it while it's here. Look who we have with Austin Matthews. Look what Nylander's doing. You know, look at the the success of Marner to watch that. And it's, it's fun. And we got up and comers that are super exciting. Like Matthew Nyes could just be like a prototypical, like legendary leaf. If, if things work out the way they could and lots of, lots of positives to watch. So enjoy it while it's here. I mean, this is not going to last forever. You can't have a team that's, that's this exciting forever. We can and we will. The infamous line from Kyle Dubas. And look where we're at in this conversation. I thought Tyler Bertuzzi, by the way, was great the other night at three apples in that game. And a uh, shout out to Bobby McMahon. First NHL goal at the age of 27. That has to feel good. And that was a grinding shift with Bertuzzi and company there. I love to see that. Um, wanted to mention as well this week, uh, the player to watch is presented by Covered Bridge Potato Chips. Rosie, I'm looking at Martin Jones. So. A three-game slate, they got the Rangers at home, they got Buffalo on the road, they got Columbus on the road. I think Jones has a chance to grab the crease from Samsonov and reestablish himself as like an NHL netminder. I think a couple of folks in the chat made a great point that every year there's these type of goalies that come out of nowhere. Alex Lyon's been great this year. Jonathan Quick was like the seventh-string netminder for the Vegas Golden Knights when they, they won the Cup. Like, so... For any of, any of you non-believers, and to a degree I was one, and I'm still, the jury's out for me on Martin Jones still, it could easily happen, man. Like, these guys are, are again, such a volatile position. You have no clue what's going to happen. And uh, it's been a great story thus far. Who do you have? Are you talking about Aiden Hill for the uh, for the night? Exactly. Yeah. I, I think you said... You said Jonathan no, well, Quick doesn't matter. No, but I'm Understood. saying like great. No, I'm saying great story. Like, these goalies come out of nowhere. Like, yeah, Aiden Hill's another guy who came out of nowhere last year. But Jonathan Quick... The guy was finished, dead to rights, signs yeah. of the Rangers. The guy's like 8011. I think we might even see him on Tuesday night. Yeah, it's crazy. Pretty neat story. And that's that position, man. You you, you get hot and you steal the show. So it, it's absolutely special. It's interesting. Um, I, I want to see what Matthews does when he comes back. I want to see if he's buzzing, see if he can keep this pace up. But um, I am personally going to be watching Matthew Nyes out there. I want to see if he can take the bull by the horns, keep being, you know, find ways to be dominant in his shift and in ways that other players aren't capable of being um, that's in the corners. That's in the ozone that's mucking and grinding and coming up with that puck, that power forward style and to, to stay hot out there coming off a of Gordy how hat trick. I'm sure he's feeling pretty positive. There was so many chances that night. It was just an absolute clinic. So excited to watch a lot of guys with my eyes will be on Nisey. Love it. Uh, go to coveredbridgechips.com and follow on Instagram at CB underscore chips. And speaking of our friends over at Covered Bridge, they're in a giving mood, Rosie, this holiday season. Over the next uh, couple days or so, they'll be giving away three prize packs, and it's uh, pretty easy to be eligible to win. All you got to do is follow Covered Bridge on Twitter, AKX at CB Chips. 
and Instagram uh, at CB underscore chips. Plus like and tag two of your friends in their promotional posts about this giveaway for a chance to win an eight pack of storm chips and one branded plaid fleece. So looking forward to that and uh, brought to you by Botano, the 2023 EGR winner for both the best sports book operator of the year and best in play sports operator awards. The game starts now. I don't know how I feel about this bet, but I'm going to let it ride because I think there's some pride in that Pittsburgh Penguins room. I'm looking at the Pens and Wild game on this uh, Monday night and uh, give me the Pittsburgh Penguins to to bounce back. And I'm talking about pride. You got Crosby, you got Malkin, you got Latang, you got Carlson. I think they win that game. I like that money line yeah. Penguins. I'll tell you on that. I uh, yeah. I did not think. Uh, that it would they would have a performance like that. They had a closed door meeting there pretty recently last week, mm-hmm. and to get schlacked like that, I think these guys got to get it on track here. So uh, against the Wild, I'll take you on that money line. Very baffling. Um, and again, you talk about guys who hate to lose. Sidney Crosby certainly in that conversation as well. And I know we often talk about that a lot on this podcast, but I do think it is a real thing. And for Pittsburgh to come in. Uh, the way they did pretty scary stuff. Just lastly, some news and notes from practice. Then we'll wrap TJ Brody on the ice after missing the other game with the flu. Austin Matthews is out there. So great to see Pontus Holmberg wearing a, a gray extras Jersey. So these guys are healthy. That's, that's always fantastic. And, uh, producer Vic, we, we should mention as well, producer Vic coming into the mix over the next couple of weeks. He is shadowing today's show makes a very astute point. Marc-Andre Fleury revenge game. I would assume Fleury's going to play in that game. Although Jonas, uh, um, what's the goaltender's name again? With uh, the Minnesota Wild, Gustafson, he's been on fire. He's been on fire uh, under John Hines, so that's something to monitor as well. But I like that look. I like it. Right on. It's good. Yeah, welcome, Vicky. Get this kid trained up. Uh, He's going to be with us for a while in the future. So uh, looking good, boys. Lots to be excited for. And uh, yeah, I remember that holiday show's coming up on Wednesday. Fire us your questions, anything you want to know about anything, send it off and we'll see if we can get to her. And Philip Gustafson is the guy I'm thinking of. I was thinking of the the Jonas Gustafson, remember with the Toronto Maple Leafs back in the day, but Philip Gustafson, you're so right. Uh, lastly, least warning take. Yeah, the monster. We got to get him on sometime. Least warning take 22 at gmail.com. Thank you to everybody in the chat. You guys were fantastic. Um, uh, at the Least Nation 401 on YouTube, where you can subscribe, Least Morning Take, wherever you find your podcast. Many thanks to two producers today, producer and producer Vic, and of course, Jay Rosell. I'm Nick Alberga. We'll yeah. talk on Tuesday. Take care. Thank you for watching Leafs Morning Take. Hit that subscribe button and never miss a show. And for more, visit theleafsnation.com. T-H-E-L-E-A-F-S-N-A-T-I-O-N dot com. <laughs> if you don't know how to spell the Leafs Nation, you know what I mean? Um, but hey, sometimes you never know.